uh, does anyone here know how to say uh, good morning in Japanese? It's not Michigan, it's Ohio. Ohio gozaimasu. Thank you so much for uh, this opportunity uh, to come share with you in this uh, on-mission conference. We just really appreciate your hospitality. It's uh, always a privilege for uh, Wendy and I, and of course your International Mission Board uh, missionaries, to serve three to four years on the field and then to come back for our stateside assignment to share uh, about uh, our, our, our work with you. So not only to uh, have the opportunity each time to meet new brothers and sisters, or brothers and sisters across the, the country, uh, but also for us to hear our other fellow missionaries, uh, whether they serve overseas or here, uh, that we, we really are blessed to hear of the work. And it was just great to hear Carlos uh, share uh, earlier today. And uh, as he uh, shared about uh, the ethnic work uh, here in Michigan, um, that uh, if you don't, uh, if you don't as a church aren't able to find the 120 or so ethnic groups uh, that you have here to uh, minister to, there's also, of course, uh, 3,900 unengaged, unreached people groups around the world uh, that uh, have not heard the gospel, have, don't have a Bible, don't have churches or believers that uh, the International Mission Board particularly is focusing on uh, that uh, churches can adopt uh, for prayer to begin that the gospel can be reached, uh, can, can be shared uh, with these people groups. So we have uh, prayer guides uh, uh, in the back, uh, contact information also for uh, East uh, Asia, our, our region, and uh, that in contact information with us uh, that we, as we work in South uh, Tokyo uh, area. And we'd love to, again, uh, partner. And we thank you for your uh, partnership uh, in, in missions, uh, praying, giving, uh, and going and through the cooperative program, uh, through the uh, Lottie Moon uh, Christmas uh, offering. A little bit, uh, 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 and if you remember the theme of the Lottie Moon Christmas offering was his heart, his hands, and his voice. Uh, a little bit about my background. Um, uh, uh, Wendy might share a little bit of hers. Uh, she's from New Jersey, and we met at Southwestern. But my parents are um, second-generation Japanese-Americans. My father was born and raised in California, and my mother in Hawaii. Uh, and uh, they came to know the Lord through Southern Baptists, the work of Southern Baptists. Missionaries who had to leave China, uh, communist China, uh, came and my mother was led to the Lord there in Hawaii. And my father in uh, Texas, uh, and that was where he first heard uh, the gospel. And then uh, he uh, attended, he began attending uh, Baylor University there in Texas. and. December uh, 1941, uh, Japan attacked Pearl Harbor and World War II started. And that turned his attention to Japan. Uh, who, who is going to share the gospel with the Japanese? And my uh, parents were the first in their families to become Christians. And through that, most of my uncles and aunts uh, also came to know the Lord through that. And so because of uh, my parents turning their attention to Japan, they also uh, served with the International Mission Board for 35 years as church planters in Japan. So I had the privilege of, of being a missionary kid, born and raised uh, in Japan. So my indebtedness uh, is really from womb to tomb, uh, with the way things go, with two uh, Southern Baptists. Um, but uh, my parents were serving about eight years in Japan. 
they had the chance to go to a military base there and share about their work at the church there. And when they had mentioned that they had been in Japan for uh, eight years, there was a little girl in the congregation who looked at my parents and turned to her parents and said, Mommy and Daddy, they've been in Japan so long they look Japanese. (laughs) So that's uh, pretty good. You may not look like the people you're serving, but you can start uh, acting uh, like them. But that's such a good uh, description, isn't it, of what is important. Uh, How uh, Christ-like are we? Uh, Are we like Christ uh, to the people we uh, minister to? And Wendy and I have... uh, had the privilege of serving as your missionaries there in Japan for now 22 years. Uh, we have been in uh, Tokyo for the last uh, 10 years, and we serve on a Team South Tokyo team with uh, five other missionary couples, one short-term missionary, and we're trying to reach uh, greater Tokyo area has a population of uh, 33 uh, million people. And we are tasked to try to reach uh, the, the south part of uh, that and uh, One of the prayer uh, uh, concerns we have is, of course, that we have new missionaries uh, to come. Uh, And we were asking for a missionary couple, career couple, to come to serve in the Yokohama area uh, to reach uh, in that area. And please pray as uh, we've had missions work in Japan for 150 years, but still less than 1% uh, of the population is uh, our believers. So that's about 500,000 maybe 800,000 who are believers after all this uh, time in Japan. So continue your prayer that the barriers can be uh, broken down. And and, uh, another struggle is the language. It's one of the most difficult languages to master. And uh, some of our missionaries have not been able to make the first level of of language acquisition. And and so please pray that our new missionaries can uh, acquire uh, the language. this past term, Wendy and I have served, uh, have been able to minister to, to and with uh, the homeless uh, in the uh, Tokyo area. There's estimated to be maybe 7,000 to maybe 16,000 homeless, and that's a rather uh, small uh, segment. Uh, but uh, the Lord has blessed in the in this past term that working with our colleagues, uh, that we've been able to reach maybe about 40 or more. Uh, for the Lord, and uh, of course we can't keep track of uh, some of those, but uh, those that have really made that commitment, we've uh, really seen uh, changes uh, in, in their lives. Uh, so I want to go ahead and show uh, just just a few three pictures here. Uh, beginning, oh, that's Japan. No, <laughs> it's another continent there, Africa. Uh, the, the pictures, uh, right. let's go with the pictures first and then we'll go with him. So this is just a sample of uh, a suburb in Tokyo where Wendy reaches out to housewives and we have an activity here. We had uh, summer interns come and work uh, with us, uh, college age, and uh, helping to do uh, outreach there. Okay. And... With the disaster that happened March 11th last year uh, in the north, uh, we have had many uh, disaster relief and volunteers uh, come and work with us. And this is a Kentucky group that we uh, work with. And uh, we're at a makeshift community center ministering to this uh, junior high girl here there. Okay, and then the next picture. And 
there's a large park close to where we live, uh, and uh, this is what we call our sidewalk chapel. On Saturday mornings, we gather. We started off inside the park with about five people, and it slowly started growing, and eventually the park officials there kicked us out of the park, and we're just outside the gate there, and uh, we gather. We, now we have about 100 to 125 gather every uh, Saturday with us, and we have cooperating Japanese pastor uh, who uh, gives the message, and then we have volunteers, uh, several churches involved, and uh, also youth with a mission, uh, Campus Crusade uh, come to help us, and even some uh, non-Christians who are uh, who want to work with the homeless have uh, come with us, and uh, through that, one college student who's going to a Buddhist college in, in Japan uh, came to accept Christ through this ministry. So it's not only reaching the homeless, but uh, others are hearing the, the good news uh, as well. We get our bread from, there's Costco stores, and they uh, donate their, mostly it's usually it's bread, the 32 bags of uh, uh, rolls, uh, dinner rolls, and they give that to us, and we, the volunteers uh, bag that for us. And so the, there are two other groups that meet here. And they run 300. And our, so ours is a little smaller operation. But the uniqueness of our ministry is that the pastor gives the, usually gives the message, gives the invitation to trust in Christ. And, but then we also break up into small groups. And through that, give them opportunity to ask questions. And uh, it's not uncommon, of course, that that's the first time that they'll hear the gospel, hear the good news of Christ. And really through that, uh, we hear that too, that they say, if I didn't become homeless, if I didn't come into this situation, I probably never would have heard the gospel. I would have never had any interest in, in reading the Bible. Uh, but through that uh, and through our small group ministry that we also try to involve the homeless who come to know Christ to share their story and their, their faith and to grow and to, to lead others to him. I think that's it. And then we'd like to show you um, this video of uh, some other colleagues who work in Japan and some other MKs, and uh, they don't look Japanese, but uh, just a little clip of uh, some of our other MKs here in the work up in the north. Hey, my name's Colin. I'm 16 years old. Hello, my name is Hannah Steelen. I'm 13 years old, and my family is missionaries in Japan. I'm homeschooled. My favorite subject is writing. My first language that I learned when I was little was Japanese. I like talking with my friends. We like to think of funny ideas to do. We've um, been here for about 19 years now. When the earthquake hit, it was about 2.40, and I had never felt an earthquake before. And so I didn't really know. I thought I was dizzy. I thought the room was spinning. And then things actually started to move, like swinging back and forth. The mom called me downstairs, and just like the whole highway was just washed away. It's just, and I was just shocked. I was like, this can't be happening. And even when we went up to Tohoku, I was still shocked. I was like, I'm actually here. This isn't on TV. When I was younger, um, there were some moments where um, I really didn't follow through in knowing what ministry was. Now I'm 16 and um, 
I'm very part of it. It's part of my life now. We're here now in Eastern Omaki. We're helping out the neighbors right now, muck out the gutters here, get all this, put them in wheelbarrows, and haul them out to the trash. What I like about the people in Japan is that they seem sort of closed at first, but they're really amazing people. I mean, once you get to know them, they're so nice, and they're always there for you. Right now we're in um, a house which people we're working with rented. This is actually the guest house. And from the looks of things, I would say that this is where the guests would stay because they would keep their futons in here, which are the mats that they sleep on. And the water line, which is where the water came up to, is about right here because you can see that's where it stopped. So all of the floors are ruined. The bathroom is full of mud. And right now we're trying to clean that up. There's a lot of work to be done. It's so sad to watch TV and see what happened in Tohoku. So being able to go up there and help, it just makes me, you know, happy because I want to help them. I want them to be happy. On Monday, we went out on an assessment team to see if we could find some people who need help. And we came across this group of people. One lady was staying with um, a person she had never met before the tsunami and others were um, cooking dinner and we came across them and the things we had in our um, van they took a few things they just needed um, kokoro no care which means um, care of the heart they needed to be remembered that we haven't forgot them that we still love these people and that um, we'll keep coming back and just to show them that we care we're not going to just come and go that we want to continue this relationship with them. My parents' ministry involves um, feet to the street, which um, we go out on the street, hands-on, talking with people. Not, not necessarily right now preaching the gospel right away, but making contacts. Then start um, inviting them to a barbecue. When we do that, they get comfortable around us, then that's when we open up the gospel. Our family motto is to know Jesus, know God, so that we can make him known. So the, this is just a... Uh, Window, another window of what uh, some of our uh, colleagues and uh, missionary kids are uh, also involved in. Uh, the passage I would like to for us to look at today, uh, related to missions, is uh, Mark chapter six, verses thirty through uh, fifty-two. A little long passage, but um, if we can look at that, Mark chapter six, uh, verses thirty through. 52. I'll ask Pastor John if he could uh, read that for us. The apostles returned to Jesus and told him all that they had done and taught. And he said to them, Come away by yourselves to a desolate place and rest a while. For many were coming and going, and they had no leisure even to eat. And they went away in the boat to a desolate place by themselves. And when he saw them going, he recognized them, and they ran there on foot from all the towns and got there ahead of them. And he went ashore and saw a great crowd. 
Here in this uh, passage, uh, we see there are at least uh, three uh, miracles. The first is, of course, the feeding uh, of the 5,000. And um, have you heard this uh, uh, explanation about the miracle that uh, when the five loaves and the two fish came out, that everyone started feeling guilty, so they brought out what they were hiding, and so everybody uh, was fed. This kind of explanation would resonate with the Japanese because they're, they have a very strong sense of, of guilt. Uh, they're group-orientated, so the pressure, group pressure, uh, they, they would easily believe that. But uh, as we can see that uh, in this passage, there, there really wasn't uh, any food there. And I, uh, So I shared this message at the sidewalk chapel and uh, said to the group, okay, let's try it here. Let's see if we can produce some bread and fish. And, of course, that's kind of unfair because it was the homeless. So I was safe that uh, nobody was going to bring out anything. And no amount of guilt was going to bring out uh, any, any food uh, from, from the group. So um, Jesus uh, performed this miracle to, to feed uh, these uh, 5,000. 5, um, now, as I said, that we uh, get our bread from Costco every week. Somebody goes and p- uh, picks it up, and, and then we distribute that. So that wouldn't be considered a miracle. Costco makes the bread. <laughs> we just go pick it up and distribute that. But I feel like it is because of the faithfulness of the Lord to provide uh, for now three years running, uh, pr- to provide for, for the, this group uh, every week so that we can give uh, this daily bread, but also uh, the bread of life uh, and to share with these that come uh, every every week, and I think maybe um, uh, there there was really uh, uh, another miracle involved uh, here, uh, and that was that five loaves and two fish came out. Of course, it's a big crowd; it's a huge crowd. But you know, after so many days, you think everything would would run out, um, and that these five loaves and and two fish uh, were, uh, came out that somebody was willing to give what they had. 
There was a preacher who uh, asked a poor farmer, said, uh, asked him, said, if you had a horse, would you give it to the Lord? And the farmer said, yes, I would. And so he said, okay, if you had a cow, uh, would you give it to the Lord? The farmer said, yes, I would. And uh, then, he, then the preacher asked, okay, well, if you had a pig, would you give it to the Lord? And the farmer said, yes, I would. And finally, the preacher asked, uh, if you had a chicken, would you give it to the Lord? The farmer goes, hey, that's no fair. I have a chicken. <laughs> so aren't we like that? That uh, even if we, if we have a little, or if we have, even if we have a lot, we want to hold on to what we have. Uh, we, we, we want to guard what we have, especially if it's, it's not very much. But notice here what, what happened. Somebody uh, was willing, some family uh, maybe was willing to give what they had to the Lord so that the Lord uh, could perform uh, the miracle, that these, everyone could be fed, everyone could be blessed, uh, so that we can give what we have, what little we have, uh, to the Lord to let, let Him uh, change and uh, help people. And the second thing, of course, here is that uh, prayer that uh, Jesus prayed. And uh, you and I have experienced uh, what prayer can do, uh, the difference that prayer can make in our lives, and how prayer can uh, impact others. Uh, we've seen that. And so I want to show then now this uh, video, this uh, second video of uh, how another life was changed through this uh, our, our homeless ministry. Josh is uh, our colleague that we've worked with, with the homeless, and he gave... Uh, his phone number to Mr. Sugioka when Josh was serving coffee to the men that were waiting in line. And this incident uh, that Mr. Sugioka relates happened a year and a half after that. And then we'll have uh, Wendy come and share uh, some, some more. Hello, my name is Josh Park. And I want to just share with you one story how God used giving in Tokyo, Japan. え、またまたまそのまあ、私の部下の者が、え、その投資その失敗をしましてですね。え、非常にその現実をこう認めたくないという
まあ電話番号がそのチェンジしてればあれなんですけどまあちょっと電話してみようかなっていう気になって女性に電話をしたんですね会いましょうかというまあその電話一本でえまあ私は救われたのかなというまあそもそもやっぱり神との出会いというのはなかったですからまあそこでまああの初めて出会ってですね、まあ、だいぶ自分の,もあの心がですね、まあ、その中身がチェンジしたという、まあ、生まれ変わったような感じになりましたね、うん、今までの自分は何だったのかなというね、うんまあ、非常にもっとこう早くねそういった話をそういった世界にね自分が入ったら良かったのになっていうね<笑>。まあそういう気持ちにはなりました。My name is Josh Park. I want to say thank you for your gifts, your prayers. Miracle stories. Stories of what God does when He changes people's hearts and lives. You know, oftentimes we ask,、uh, pray for the missionaries, pray for the pe- pray for the people all over the world. And sometimes I would think, oh, you know, those aren't very good prayers because they're not specific. They, you don't even have a people group. It's just, okay, God, you know, here's the big funnel, and I'll, you know, you figure out who who it is that needs their prayers. Well, I want to tell you a story about a couple to whom God. Uh, brought to himself, they were a couple that nobody knew their name. They were just、um, they were Mr. and Mrs. Honda. They lived in Osaka. He worked as a janitor. He was a contract janitor. He would get jobs as they would come and work for a company for a few months and then have to find another contract. She worked at a pachinko parlor, which is the Japanese、uh, version of pinball, kind of a gambling place. They lived pretty much to themselves. They were in their fifties、um, and. They were fine. They had each other. That was all they needed. And then her health began to fail, and the medical bills began rising. And Japan experienced another wave of ec- an economic downfall, and his job contracts grew less and less. And then,、uh, over a period of time, they found themselves without a home, without any family, and without any resources. They were in Osaka. And they decided that they would make their way to the big city of Tokyo, and in the anonymity of that big city, do what Mr. Sugiyoka contemplated, which was to throw themselves in front of a train, which is one of the、uh, ways that Japanese commit suicide in Japan. It's one of the highest,、uh, has one of the highest rates of suicide in the industrial world. They made their way to Tokyo. And they found themselves in Yoyogi Park, which is the park right near our house, on a Friday evening. And our food distribution is Saturday morning. They heard the rumors that there was a food distribution, and they woke up early and they they lined up. And you don't have to line up for ours, but they did. They wanted to make sure that they that they got some bread they hadn't eaten in a few days. They were one of the first in. They sat and they they listened to the past, sang songs with us all. And then the pastor shared a message out of John, and then we break up into small groups, and we make everybody go into a small group, and they enter Josh Parks' small group, and he is an extremely evangelistic man. I mean, he's 
can't walk away from Josh without knowing how to receive Christ as your Lord and Savior. And so he, he takes the first-timers, the people that, that come to our group for the first time. And there was Mr. and Mrs. Honda in his group listening to Josh share about Christ, about um, one God, and about their sin and their need for a Savior. And I don't know how much you know about the Japanese, but oftentimes the Japanese, some people talk about them of having no emotion. They neither show excitement nor sadness nor anger, nor acceptance. It's just usually kind of a standard face that they present to you. And that's what Mr. and Mrs. Honda were doing to Josh. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. They're just you know, nodding their head. Okay, this is what you're saying to us. In the meantime, in their thoughts, they're thinking, who are you to tell me? I'm Japanese. We believe in eight million gods. You're telling me There's only one God, and I'm supposed to today believe in this person you're calling Jesus, who I've just heard for the first time? You're nuts. But never showed it on their face. Finished up the small group, got their little bag of of bread, and headed off the two of them into the park. And they started talking about their experience and how strange that was and who, who do you think these people are? When Mrs. Honda kind of turned to Mr. Honda and said, yeah, that's true, but you know, there was something different about those people. Let's go back and see what it was, what it is. They came back, and God engineered that we were still there. Usually, we pack up and we leave, um, but we had been around because they were doing some filming for uh, an interview for uh, one of the churches, and There were some homeless men there that had accepted Christ. Josh and and Mark and some others were there interviewing them. Grace, Josh's wife, was there and saw the Hondas come back and started talking with them. The homeless started sharing about their experiences with the Lord. They started sharing um, about their resources. They got them in touch with a couple other food distributions. They went to one of those food distributions that night, got a card of an NGO, non-government agency, that helps the homeless. Two days later... Mrs. Honda collapses in McDonald's. They called that non-government agency. That agency got her into a hospital. And Mr. Honda called Mark and and told him about their experience and where they were. Well, Mark was so excited, he got the name of the hospital, but he didn't get a room number (laughs) and didn't get a whole lot of other information other than the name. He and Josh then went to the hospital, and they said, we don't know anybody by this name, and unless you you know, can give us some contact. We can't let you go in. So there Josh and Mark are sitting out in front of the hospital going, you know, well, what are they going to do now? <laughs> when a nurse overhears their conversation and says, would this possibly be the woman that you're, trying, you're, you're looking for? She actually went by her uh, maiden name, so they didn't know that. And sure enough, it was Mrs. Honda, and they got, they got to go in. Well, over the days and weeks, we continued to minister to this family. They were able to get on Japanese welfare. They were able to get into a Japanese welfare apartment. He went to the um, employment agency, and while he was there in line, a man from Osaka walks in who he knew he worked for in Osaka. That man offered him a job, got him through his connections, got Mr. Honda a job. Mrs. Honda, we went and visited her. Josh and Grace went and visited her soon accepted Christ as her Lord and Savior. 
they got um, into their own apartment. And um, from that, were able to get off Japanese welfare. Mr. Honda then accepted Christ. We started meeting with them. Every week we would go to a, a restaurant, sort of like Denny's. You know, Japanese apartments are very small. <laughs> and, and, and well, well, we started meeting with them actually while they were still in Japanese housing. And part of the problems, you know, you might ask, well, why didn't they go in welfare a long time ago? The welfare system is very intrusive and very, Japanese are very private people. They will research your background and to, to ask your family to support you. And Mr. Honda did not want his family to know his situation. So they never got onto welfare. They would rather do it on their own than have that intrusiveness. They didn't want to go into most Japanese and um, don't want to go into Japanese housing because they lock you down. Um, a lot of the some of the reasons people are homeless is because the yakuza, the Japanese mafia, is after them, and they they don't they lock you down so that you have no contact with anyone so none of those mafia can come and, and attack you. It, you know, in some ways it's kind of like battered wives. You, know, you have a place where um, they can't go out for their own protection. So, um, so because we couldn't go visit them in their homes, we went to a restaurant. And every week we were meeting with the Hondas and a couple other the Japanese homeless that had accepted Christ and had a, just a beautiful time of fellowship. And Mark and I would often comment to each other as we, we would go to these brand-new Christians, people that had never known the name of God, people who had never read the Bible. And we would be so excited thinking, I wonder what God taught them this week. I wonder what they're going to teach us about God and his word this week because God's Holy Spirit was moving so much in them. Changed hearts. Mrs. Honda was a typical Japanese. She really had no friends. She was a woman, and she had no friends. She didn't want to get into the g- gossip and uh, that goes on and the backbiting that goes on among among people that aren't Christians. You know, they, have, they don't have God. So. <laughs> um, so she really never had friends. And she was amazing herself in the neighborhood where they moved. She was a typical Japanese. They don't have a car. She walks to the grocery store. She walks to the little um, neighborhood shops. And people in her neighborhood started just commenting, say, isn't this a nice day? And she said, and I would hear coming out of my mouth. Yes, it is. And they start a conversation. And she was amazing herself at how friendly she was becoming as God's Holy Spirit starts moving inside of her. She comes to the uh, homeless every once in a while. They live quite a distance far to get into inexpensive housing. They don't live in downtown Tokyo. <laughs> so she, now, she can come every once in a while to our group. And she'll give her testimony. Just right away she will start talking to the other homeless women and sharing with them about what God has done. And she says... Now, I don't know what God will do in your life. This is what he did in our life. He's a great God. He may not bring you quickly out of homelessness like he did my husband and myself, but he will move in your life, and he will change your life. Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. God hears those prayers wherever you are. He hears those prayers. He knows those people. He knows the names of every people in this huge world. Please pray for your missionaries. Pray for the people around the world, for those that have never heard, because you want to be in front of the throne on that day when we all stand before his throne, people from every tribe, nation, language, tongue, joining him, standing before the throne and worshiping God. And you can worship with so much more joy because you know you have been a part of reaching the nations for Christ. And 
Um, one of the um, prayer guides in the back is uh, for the lost cities of the world. You know, it's so easy for us with our own mission work where we are. So easy for me to focus just on Tokyo. But there's so many other uh, big cities around the world. And so this helps me. Now I'll just pray for, of course, in our work in Tokyo, but to pray for uh, the great cities uh, all around uh, the world to, to have the Lord's uh, focus. So in this passage, again, there's these uh, the three miracles. The, th- the other two were that um, Jesus walked on the water, on the lake. And then the moment he got into the boat, the storm stopped. And it says that the disciples were amazed. Of course, who wouldn't be? If we, if we saw that, we would be uh, amazed too. But notice what Mark says in there. It says that they were amazed because they did not understand the loaves because their hearts were hardened. It would be almost like if I took a Costco dinner roll and looked at it and said, I don't understand this dinner roll. <laughs> it says the disciples didn't understand the loaves because their hearts were hardened. So not only does the, uh, this miracle, the miracles uh, of Jesus, uh, reveal that he can multiply bread, that he, can, uh, he has power over nature, over creation, but what? It also shows uh, what's in the disciples' hearts. It shows what's in our hearts, doesn't it? If we have experienced God's miracles, uh, God's power in our lives, does it necessarily mean that we'll be changed? Maybe not. We look at the disciples. They were just constantly dazed and in shock. Uh, they, they, they couldn't understand. And uh, early on in my, my faith walk, I was thinking, why, why don't the disciples understand? But the longer I walk with the Lord, I feel like I'm getting that, that point. I'm kind of in shock. Uh, uh, you know, Lord, what are you saying? Uh, what, what are you doing here? And so uh, how does the Word of God uh, work in our lives? Uh, how does the Word of God uh, impact your life and my life? Uh, how does it change? Are our lives changed uh, from, from his, his Word? I like what one person said. That Of course, we read the Word daily. You know, we need the daily bread I- in our lives. But does the Bible read you? How does God's Word read you and I? Uh, and so it's so important what, uh, how, how the Lord uh, can impact our, our lives. You know, in Japan, with the uh, radiation scare from the nuclear disasters, everyone's just all concerned about uh, radiation. But what we want to do is to expose the Japanese to the Word of God, His eternal Word, to let that work in their lives through the Spirit uh, to change them. And so we we really try to uh, get as much of the Word uh, to them and and let the Word and let the Lord through the Spirit work 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 in them. So while it's easy to, uh, you know, focus on the miracles uh, in this passage, uh, maybe, and there's, of course, many things, many important things in this passage we can learn, but I feel like uh, probably one of the most important here is in verse 34. It's when Jesus crossed the, the, the lake and got to the other side. He got out of the boat and he saw the crowds. And what does it say? That he compassion on them. Why? Because they were like sheep without a shepherd. You know, it didn't say, and all these things are good, it didn't say that they needed um, political freedom. Uh, it didn't say he didn't say that 
Jews felt like they, they needed uh, a better education, a stronger military, a better economic situation. And these things are all good. But it says that he saw them with sh- as sheep without a shepherd. So it's really not so uh, important how um, society or you and I see the homeless or how society sees you and I, but how the Lord sees us. How does the Lord uh, look at us? And do we have uh, His heart of compassion? And so we thank you that we have this uh, partnership as we share Christ uh, in Japan and, of course, uh, around the world and in the state uh, that um, we have the Lord's eyes to see uh, people around us and to have His heart in His hands and, and be His voice uh, and to, to share uh, His good news uh, with others. So we thank you so much for uh, the opportunity we have to share and that you continue this partnership in prayer and giving and in going and that you might have opportunity to come to Japan uh, to work at not only in Tokyo and, of course, in the, the Tohoku area. And so we just thank you uh, that we uh, can share uh, this together. So I'm going to turn it over to Pastor uh, to give this time of uh, invitation. Thank you.